Back in the 80s, I thought I could conquer the world. Hello. Swatch. What? DLT. Basic. You're a neo-maxi zoom dweeby. Nobody appreciates your sense of humor, you know? Pontiac Fiero. He slimed me. Now, only $8.99 at Shakey's. I want my MTV. Bueller. And what's it gonna do? Identity has popped me to you. But it's only authentic if it says members only right here. Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s, the best that we remember it. Well, it is 2022, which seems like a space age year to me for some reason. But anyway, it is the official kickoff of season three of the Living in the 80s podcast. Believe it or not, this is episode 82. When I first started this podcast in 2020, I had no idea we would still be at it 82 episodes later. But, oddly enough, the podcast keeps growing in popularity as more and more people listen each week. I have no idea why, but for some reason, they keep coming back. So, thank you. This week will be another fun week if you are fans of 80s music. I have reached out to some of my 80s music-loving friends and asked them to talk about some of their hidden gems. Now, if you ever went to the Living in the 80s Facebook page, for a couple years we did what was known as the hidden gem of the day. So basically this would be an obscure song, maybe a forgotten about song, a song that never charted, but several of us would take turns putting these songs of the day and hidden gems of the day on the Facebook page and a couple months ago we decided to go just song of the day which could be anything it could be a hit it could be a non-hit it can be whatever but in the spirit of the hidden gem today's podcast is going to be all about those songs that have been album cuts b-sides obscure songs or maybe even hit songs that years later people have kind of forgotten about either way having listened to everyone's input and the songs they have picked I absolutely love this episode. So, as a special bonus, towards the end of the podcast, I'm going to play for you a song that I am pretty sure maybe a handful of you or less have even heard or heard of. So, without further ado, and so you can stop hearing me just talk, talk, we're going to have a message from our sponsor, and then we're going to be right back with Sean Laird and hear all about his hidden gem. Enjoy. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, my name is Sean Laird, and my hidden gem of the 80s song is the song It's My Life by the band Talk Talk, released in 1984. Talk Talk was seen as a British synth-pop band, but in this track, as well as many of the others, the rhythmic bass by bassist Paul Webb and the drumming by drummer Lee Harris 
made the band different from a lot of the other synth pop bands. The video attached to this song is unusual. Singer Mark Hollis made a statement of how ridiculous it is to lip sync in videos. The video features scenes from a BBC wildlife documentary called Life on Earth, showing various forms of wildlife. Interspersed with Hollis at the London Zoo, tight-lipped, no lip-syncing, with animated graphics, sometimes over his lips. It is an emotional song with lyrics indicating a difficult relationship. The song was covered in 2003 by the band No Doubt. Sadly, singer-songwriter Mark Hollis died in February of 2019. The band Talk Talk had several albums after this single that you'll hear today, but were never a huge U.S. success. In later years, their music became more ambient, nowhere close to their early years, sounding like an entirely different band. And now, my hidden gem of the 80s. It's My Life by Talk Talk. Hey, my name's Kevin Ackley, and my hidden gem is a song by the Hooters, and it came out in 1987 off of their album One Way Home, and it's Carla with a K. So this song has a different sound. Um, it, it has the Hooters sound, but this wouldn't be what you would typically think of when you think of an 80s uh, rock song. It came about from a, a jam session that they were doing on the road in Louisiana, and the song was inspired by an Irish street singer uh, that the band met in New Orleans. It's got a very distinct sound, especially at the beginning. It's this very um, Irish folk dance, Irish folk music sound. Um, and if you were to look for it out online, you'll hear this great version um, from back in the day when they, uh, when they played this. Um, so, yeah, that's my song, Carla with a K by the Hooters. What's up, Living in the 80s fans? It's Snowball with an 80s hidden gem. 2009 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees Run DMC brought rap music into the mainstream with their 1986 remake of Aerosmith's Walk This Way, which reached number four on Billboard's Top 40. But prior to their crossover success, Run DMC released their first studio album, self-titled Run DMC, in 1983. The album was the first rap album to go certified gold, and they were the first rap group to be played on MTV. This was also my first of many rap cassette tapes purchased in the 80s. Let's just say, my parents didn't understand. Today's Hidden Gem was never released as a single, but was one of my favorite songs to jam to while shooting hoops in my driveway. Here's Ron DMC's single, Jam Master J. 
This is Big J from Chewing the Fat Podcast. Rob had recently asked me if I would pick a song that I considered to be a hidden gem for this week's Living in the 80s podcast. Now, when I think of a hidden gem song, I am instinctively drawn to movie soundtracks, not only because I love movies, but because there are a lot of iconic 80s songs that are attached to really crappy movies. And because the songs were so popular and the movies did so poorly, not a lot of people realize the two go together. And for that reason, my hidden gem selection comes from a movie called Buster, released in 1988. Now, you may not have heard of the movie Buster, and that's understandable. It was predominantly released in the UK and had a very limited run in the US. This was actually singer Phil Collins' first film debut where he starred as the title character Buster. But despite that, the movie was panned by critics and did abysmally in the box office barely making half a million dollars worldwide. In fact, Prince Charles and Princess Diana were expected to attend the premiere of the movie, but Phil Collins himself asked them not to show up because he was embarrassed by the film. They decided not to come. Despite this movie being a flaming turd, deep down in its soundtrack are actually two hidden gems. The first is Phil Collins' classic love ballad, Groovy Kind of Love, and the second and my hidden gem selection is Two Hearts by Phil Collins. This is one of my favorite songs from the 80s, and it's probably one of my favorite Phil Collins songs. This song did really good in the charts, reaching number one in the UK and number one in the US. It also earned Phil Collins a Grammy, a Golden Globe, and an Academy Award nomination. So there you have it, 80s kids. Two Hearts by Phil Collins from the Buster movie soundtrack. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tuned In Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livingin80s.us and, of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. 
but it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Okay, kids, we are about halfway through. Now we are going to pick up uh, for the second half, and it's going to be our friend Debbie. Now, she's the only female that is on the podcast, and that is not by design. That is merely because I couldn't get any other ladies to help us out. I tried. So ladies, if you're out there, you want to be part of all the magic here with living in the 80s and contribute to the podcast, let me know. be more than happy to, to make you part of everything we do here. So in the meantime, uh, here's Debbie talking about her hidden gem. As a teenage girl, I was a huge Duran Duran fan in the 1980s. John Taylor was one of my early heartthrobs, and a poster of Duran Duran was featured on my sliding closet door. I can still hear that wooden door squeak as it rolled open. One of my favorite hidden gems is Secret October by Duran Duran. It was the B-side for Union of the Snake and was released on October 17, 1983. One of my best friends had the 45, and by the time I went searching for it, it was no longer available in the record bins. Years later, as an adult, I found it online in a CD collection of Duran Duran B-sides and immediately ordered it. Now you can find their B-sides on most streaming platforms. Secret October was written over a 24-hour time span by Simon LeBon and Nick Rhodes because the deadline for the Union of the Snake B-side was rapidly approaching. In an October 2021 interview, Simon remarked that Secret October is one of his favorite songs that he has ever written. If you are trying to find this single on a streaming platform, be sure to spell October with a K. And now, for your listening pleasure, here is Duran Duran's Secret October. This is Art. I hope everybody's doing fine in the new year. I want to spend a minute or two uh, discussing a song that I feel that's kind of fallen away a little bit. I'm sure most 80s music fans remember this tune, but since that time period, I, I feel it's fallen away and doesn't get its deserved airplay. This song was released in 1981. It reached number seven, it peaked at number seven, uh, April of that year. It's a song written by Steve Winwood and Will Jennings. Of course, you know Steve Winwood from his so obviously the solo career, Traffic, Spencer Davis Group, Blind Faith, and he, I know he is briefly with Ginger Baker's Air Force. Of course, I'm talking about why you see a chance, uh, the single off of Ark of the Diver. This was uh, Winwood's first top 40 as a solo artist, and with an uh, interview later with Will Jennings, he was saying that this song was about realizing. That even though you're alone in life, you have to do with what you can. So pretty much do with the cards you've been dealt and move on is the way I interpret that. I'm not sure about how you guys feel about this song, but this song is kind of a, 
a Sunday morning drink your coffee song, looking out the window, just relaxing, pondering life. Uh, that's the way I see it, and I interpret it. A little interesting thing about Steve Winwood, he was just 15 years old when he joined the Spencer Davis group. Just think about it, he was too young to drive to his own band's gig, so if somebody had to drive him, I'd assume it'd be his parents. But, hey, that's the song I picked. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you listen to it. Until next time, this is Art, and I'll see you later. Hey all you pop geeks and rock nerds of the 80s, my name is Aaron Benner. Rob asked me to name a song from the 80s that I consider to be a hidden gem. The song that I have chosen is Play With Me by the band Extreme. Extreme is an American rock band formed in Boston, Massachusetts in 1985. They reached the height of their popularity in the late 1980s and early 1990s with the original lineup of Gary Sharon on lead vocals, Nuno Bentoncourt on guitars and keyboards, Paul Geary on drums and percussion, and Pat Badger on bass guitar. They have released five studio albums, two EPs in Japan, and two compilation albums since their formation. The band was one of the most successful rock acts of the early 1990s, selling over 10 million albums worldwide. Extreme achieved their greatest success with the 1990 album Pornography, which peaked at number 10 on the Billboard 200 and was certified gold in May of 1991 and double platinum in October of 1992. That album featured the acoustic ballad single More Than Words, which reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in the United States. I know you all have heard that song, but I'm not here to talk about what they did in the 90s. I'm here to talk about a song they created in the 80s. Extreme was formed in Boston, Massachusetts in 1985. Sharon and Bettencourt began writing songs together and the band performed continuously in the New England area. Extreme grew a large regional following and were named Outstanding Hard Rock Heavy Metal Act at the Boston Music Awards in 1986 and 1987. The band had accumulated several original songs by the time A&R director Brian Huttenhauer signed them to A&M Records in 1987. The band recorded their self-titled debut album, which was issued in March of 1989. The first single was Kid Ego, a song that lead vocalist Sharon would later admit made him cringe. But that's not the song I want to talk about. I want to highlight the final track on the album, the song titled Play With Me. I first remember hearing this song while in a movie theater watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. If you're familiar with the movie, this song was the backing music to the mall chase scene, where Mozart rocks seven keyboards at the same time, Genghis Khan destroys a sports gear store, Joan of Arc teaches yoga, and Abraham Lincoln, Sigmund Freud, Billy the Kid, and Socrates run from the mall security. It's a hilarious scene that is underscored by this song. To be fair, the lyrics to this song are a bit corny. Sharon just names off playground games in the verses. But that isn't what makes this song great. It's the guitar virtuosity on display from Nuno Bettencourt. His solo in this song just rips. It's like you took an electric guitar back in time and gave it to a classical composer. This solo is what I imagined that would sound like. To me, Nuno is up there with the likes of Steve Vai and Eddie Van Halen. He is without a doubt a guitar god. So without further ado, from 1989, this is Extreme with Play With Me. 
Hello, my name is Sean Gill, and I'm thrilled that Rob asked me to submit an 80s hidden gem. Like most music dear to our hearts, mine comes with a story. I graduated high school in 1987, and that fall I left my small Ohio town to go to basic training in Fort Benning, Georgia. I wasn't much of a military guy, I wasn't a jock in high school or anything like that, so this was a big deal for me. I had never really left Ohio, nonetheless gone someplace by myself. After seven weeks, they made everyone clear the base and go home for Christmas Exodus, they called it. Pretty much the entire base emptied out. It was awesome to be back home. I felt like a million bucks hanging out with my friends and going to all the places we used to go to. I specifically remember going to Musicland in the Sandusky Mall, looking for a tape or two to buy. It was there as I perused through all the new albums, records, and tapes that I saw that Depeche Mode had a new album. And though I wasn't a huge fan, I did like People Are People, and I thought I would just take a chance and, and buy this album. A few days later, unfortunately, I had to return to basic training. So I got on a Greyhound bus for the 22-hour, 790-mile trip to misery. I remember it raining the entire way. It was cold and damp and gray every mile all the way back. So as we drove these countless tiny and lifeless towns throughout Appalachia and into the south, I'm listening to this Depeche Mode album, staring at the window, feeling heartbroken that I left home again. As you could imagine, it became the soundtrack of my trip. Fortunately, Music for the Masses is an absolutely amazing album. The production is lush and atmospheric and surreal, if a bit unsettling at the same time. You might even say that it's a concept album. Most of the songs blend or mix together. It's hard to tell when one song stops and the other one starts. They use a bunch of weird and somewhat haunting samples in the background. Somehow it makes you think of downtrodden Eastern Europe under the thumb of the Soviet Union. This album definitely has a Cold War feel to it. A couple of the songs from the album charted. Strange Love and Behind the Wheel are the ones that come to mind. This song never charted. However, whenever I hear it, it instantly takes me back to that long, long, miserable ride back in that Greyhound bus. I hope you enjoy my hidden gem, Nothing, by Depeche Mode off Music for the Masses. Hi, I'm Joel McLaughlin, the most excellent host of Living in the Retro Arcade. If you're into video games from the 70s through current day, this is the show for you. We'll talk about technical aspects of the games as well as memories, the best that we can remember them. That's Living in the Retro Arcade, available on all popular podcast platforms. Hi, it's Rob, and I am back to finish off the show. 
I have thoroughly enjoyed everyone's songs and all of the effort everyone put into making this a great show. Before I get to my own hidden gem, of course, I had a very difficult time narrowing songs down. So I would like to go back like I would do back in the days of making mixtapes. I had to audition several songs. So here are some that could have easily been my choice. Now, this is a list that's also reflective of the music I've been listening to lately. If I did this list a month from now, it may be totally different with completely different songs. But as of today, here is my list. First one is You Don't Want Me Anymore by Steel Breeze, which happened to be the first hidden gem song on Living in the 80s on the Facebook page when we very first started. Next, Raised on Radio by The Ravens. This is a song that was on the Fast Times at Ridgemont High soundtrack, and this song has never got old to me. As many times as I've seen that movie, listened to the soundtrack, and when it has showed up randomly on a playlist, it's a great song. Ravens never did anything other than this song, but it's a great one. Uh, next is Lucky by the Greg Ken Band. And Say It Isn't So by The Outfield. Send My Heart by The Adventures. I Need You by Paul Carrick. Which Valentine's Day is coming up soon. Guys, if you're making a lady a mixtape, I Need You by Paul Carrick would be an outstanding addition. Next is Don't Change by NXS, Someday Someway by Marshall Crenshaw, Up All Night by the Boomtown Rats, Two Sides of Love by Sammy Hagar, Hands on the Radio by Henry Lee Summer, and Punk Rock Girl by the Dead Milkman, which I'm kind of surprised Kevin Ackley didn't use since he is a huge fan of the Dead Milkman. I have a confession to make. I cheated. I couldn't choose just one song. I had to do two. One is the super obscure song that I promised at the very beginning of the podcast, and the other one is probably one that a lot more of you have heard. So first, the pretty obscure one. This is a band from Columbus, Ohio. That's where living in the 80s is headquartered, so to speak. I live in Grove City, a suburb of Columbus. Grew up in Columbus, Grove City. So this is a band people around here, if they remember way back then, really enjoyed. They got a lot of airplay locally, but never quite took off nationally. They were known throughout the Midwest for their sound and innovative lighting and stage production. They even did lighting for several national acts. They may not have even been playing in the concert, but they were contracted and paid to do lighting because they were so good at it. As a band, though, they were very talented, and they opened for such acts as The Babies, Cheap Trick, Billy Squire, Donnie Iris, Todd Rundgren and Utopia, Iron Maiden, and Night Ranger. I had this single, and I just loved this song. 
Uh, it was played on local radio here in the Columbus area. So for several years after that, you couldn't find the album, the cassette, CD, anything. But in 2017, lead singer Tom Wisend made their album Rainbow available on Apple Music as well as Spotify so the whole world can hear this cool band. From 1981, here are the Muffs, later known as the Muff Brothers, with their regional hit song, No Lip from Punks. My final hidden gem is from a band I first heard in the early 80s thanks to MTV. They are from London, England and were formed in 1977. They were huge throughout Europe and they did get several of their songs played on MTV and on college radio stations. But it wasn't until 1986 that they became popular in the U.S. Director John Hughes was writing the movie Pretty in Pink and Molly Ringwald who starred in the movie, made him a mixtape with several bands she was listening to at the time. When he first heard this song, he fell in love with it. He then reached out to them and asked if they would be willing to let him use the song Pretty in Pink for his movie, and even decided to name the movie Pretty in Pink. The song was originally recorded in 1981, and the band members decided it would be a good idea to re-record the song for the movie and soundtrack. If you listen to both, you'll notice the 1981 version is more guitar and synth heavy, while the 1986 version has more emphasis on the drums and bass, the vocals are brought more to the forefront, and even has a cool saxophone that trades off with the guitar. It is an outstanding pop song. But that's not the song that is my hidden gem. That belongs to the Psychedelic Furs' highest charting hit, which was released in late 1986 peaking at number 26. It was the lead single to their album Midnight to Midnight, which is an outstanding album, by the way. So here is Psychedelic Furs with Heartbreak Beat. That will do it for this fun journey down memory lane, and it was a lot of fun for me hearing everyone's input on these hidden gems. We will be back next week with Kevin and Snowball as we will be playing Trivial Pursuit. Who will be the Trivial Pursuit champion of the world? Tune in next week and find out. And because I really can't help myself, I'm going to close out this week's podcast with yet another hidden gem guaranteed to get your toes tapping. From 1981, here is Adam and the ants with ant rap thanks for listening to living in the 80s we will see you next week take care and god bless put some wax on the tracks and slide on
Marty, that was very interesting music. 